The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. We're at G Miggs in Valley Junction, West Des Moines, 5th Street. Not over at the Foundry. That's uh, that's our Thursday night home, but we're uh, here because David and I, uh, in the next couple of days, are <clears throat> going to take off on a wonderful adventure south. Hopefully, we'll make it back. We'll see how that Lord goes. We, we will be in Cancun, Mexico, on uh, Thursday. So, uh, we'll do a show down there next Tuesday, right? Because again, we'll be traveling back on Thursday. So, uh, two two in a row on Tuesday nights, and we are here. G Migs, you can come down and join us. It is steak night. Uh, as they usually have on Tuesday. And there's a little bit of room in here. I think the weather outside has kept a few people outside tonight. So plenty of room. Come on down and join us and uh, stop in and say hi to us here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Hi. Howdy. Lots of good stuff this week. This was yeah. a good This was a good week, it right? Was, it was an excellent um, We're in, unfortunately going to have to talk about people whose butt hurts right now. Well, let's right? not talk I, about we'll, that first. We'll get to that. Well, no, I, I was just saying. This has been a really good week for the, God, in the world I of the Iowa all Hawkeyes. I you to talk about is Max Miron. No. He He qualified. They, of course they, he yeah. did. So, well, I, this has been such a good week, and what has taken the headlines today is is, is uh, people complaining, right? So we'll get to that, right? Well, no, it really has. It's all that's all over Twitter, and our compatriots in the media have played right into it. All of them are I, writing their opinion articles, and I'm like, seriously. Well, it, why don't you tell people what you're talking about, Brett? It's Devin, Devin Marble complaining because his dad's number wasn't retired. And, you know, for that matter, people goaded him into he wasn't going to say anything, right? He just he just has problems with the program because they didn't retire Roy's number, and he saw Did he Luca, want his number retired? Luca. Well, I don't know about that. And eventually people picked at him long enough that he said something, and now it's become a big issue. And I want to talk about that later. I do want to talk about it because I, I – but, but what bothers me about it is is that the way that, that things are in our society today and our – our doggone friends here in the local media had to play into it, too, is that had to be picked up and become the story on the day when Luca Garza is, for the second straight year, named Sporting News National Player of the Year. He's the AP National Player of the Year. Do you know how many players have been two years in a row Sporting News National Players of the Year? Two. No, there's more than that. Six. I got him right here. Doug McDermott? Uh, nope. Oscar Robertson? Yes. Jerry Lucas. Yes. Mr. Lou Alcinder, who you might know as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was good. Bill Walton. Yeah. Three-time Sporting News. Bill, right? Bill Walton may have been the greatest college basketball player. Of all time. Yes. And people our age barely know that. And right. Remember it. And then, of course, Michael Jordan. That was the last person to have been named Sporting News National Player of the Year two times in a row. Luca Garza uh, named that today. There's why you retire a number, by the way. National Player of the Year two times in a row on that list. Okay? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, after Iowa won both games this week, Nebraska going away, which you called the other night. I thought that 17 points was a lot. They won it by 32 or 28. 30, 38. 102, 64. It's 38. 38. 38. Quick math. I was told there'd be no math. Yeah, that's and what then, I'm here for. And then a gritty, really a gritty win on Sunday against Wisconsin, 77-73. You had to figure at some point in time Wisconsin might actually throw it in the ocean, and they got kind of hot in that second half. I thought Iowa's defense was not good in that second half, but that played into it. And, of course, Joe Wieskamp gets hurt. Iowa grounds, grinds out the win despite being down by I, four points. I think if Wieskamp doesn't get hurt, they beat him. By, it was the Hawks by a million, but... You know, Weezy was five for five. 
just absolutely on fire in the first eight minutes of the game and rolled his ankle as he stepped on somebody's foot. Thankfully, Davidson wasn't part of it and didn't stick his foot out. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, uh, boy, Greg Gard got away with some uh, conversation. How does he not get suspended for that? Or, or fined? And, or... and for that matter, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, Brad Davidson has made his bed, and he's going to lay in it. Well, that, that, I'm, I'm sorry. You look at that replay. I agree. That's a cheap call. It shouldn't be made in college basketball. It's but that's the, that's the rule. And guess what? Not only did he hook and hold on that play, but the rebound that put back that Keegan Murray had when Iowa was down four. He got the board and, and got up and under. Davison pulled him to the ground on that one, too. Grabbed him with both hands and pulled him down to the ground. And they didn't call a flagrant on that. Listen, that kid's dirty. He he just reacts that way. He grabs. He's got and a he's, little Grayson Allen in so, him. Right. I don't mind Greg Gard defending his player, but he was wrong. Right. Well, it's, it's not it's, so much know. that. I mean, you're sitting there basically saying that the officials are targeting him and calls that uh, go against him, only go against him, and they don't go against anyone else. It's a very that's a that is a slippery slope to start. It is. It, I, I, I I agree with you because I agree. you got. I agree. If, yep. I mean, Wisconsin's in the tournament, but uh, I'll tell you what: if Penn State plays them. Uh, in the quarters, I think Penn, Penn State nice comeback against Maryland on Sunday night. Yes, oh, I agree. That's, I think Penn State's got a real, real well, shot at beating uh, Wisconsin. Number one, because the Penn, Penn State won seven Big Ten games. By the way, they didn't win like three. Right? You feel like they won. Three, but they, they only won, won eight games total. Point being, they won seven in this league, which is a tough league. Right. Number one. Number two. Uh, I think Wisconsin's of all of all they're they're going to want Iowa again after getting shelled at home by Iowa and then losing a close one. I think Wisconsin looks past them a little bit. If that, I, if they get them, because po- Nebraska could easily uh, Nebraska easily. Eh, they could, but probably uh, it would not. be completely unlikely. Nebraska's already beaten them once, right? right? They it, played it, two close games. It would be unlikely, I think. Uh, Nebraska clearly um, last uh, last Thursday had thrown in the towel. Well, so they'd won two games going in, and they played really well and, and just lost on the last second shot at Northwestern on Sunday. The game in between there. And oh, by the way, they took Illinois to overtime. So they had been playing well. But yes, when Iowa got out in front of them the other night, they gave up. Well, right? the, the, they, they just literally just started they got, hucking they got shots their, they up. They got their daubers down. That's and, one way and, to look at and it. And they were, uh, it was uh, Chuck and Hope it was. Uh, it was all over the place, and they're not. Uh, they're not really built to be play like that. Yeah, and, and no. And, and Fred, no. you know, Fred made a good comment afterwards. He goes, and he said, Iowa is the kind of team that if you're not playing well, they could embarrass you. And he goes, that's what happened to us tonight. It's, and it's, it's real. It, it, it accurate in a bunch of ways is the way that game went. Yeah. So anyway, no question, a great end of the season for the Hawks. Would they win five of their last six? Yep. And yeah. and, and let's face it, six, six of seven, seven. Six of seven. Six of seven. Our stat, so, stat man, Andrew Ridge, on the yeah, on the call. We've got, uh, we got the Ridge family in the house tonight, by go. the way. Uh, um, uh, but uh, so Jordan Bohannon in that game, eight threes. He was clearly hunting threes to start with, and he made a couple early that you knew once they went down, you're like, oh, this is going to be one of those nights for him. Well, in Wisconsin's second half, they run right by him, and I'm like, Oh boy, that was a bad idea. Because if Jordan gets to feeling yeah. it, yeah. The only reason he didn't break the school record of nine uh, held by Chris Kingsbury twice is basically they took him out for the last ten minutes of the game, right? I mean, he would have hunted oh, a couple more down for, yeah. in, in the Nebraska yeah, game. Yes, in the Nebraska game. Um, I, I thought. I also thought, regardless of whether Nebraska is not very good, 
I thought Iowa's defense in that game, uh, particularly um, the first 20 minutes, the first half, and then the reserves when they came in, actually, right. at, the, at the end, I thought they played great defense overall as a team. Uh, and it, so that contributed a little bit to the fact that Nebraska just, you know, they were, they were just beat up. I thought uh, Iowa's defense was really good on in the first half on Sunday, right. I thought. Um, at least percentage-wise, it looked that way. I, I thought it was much less so in the second half. Wisconsin started dropping in some threes. Um, but when well, it came it, to the end... You know, and th- that's, you know, that's a part where you, where you lose Wieskamp, and you're essentially you're not replacing him with the same kind of player. Right. Keegan's going to play inside. Yep, diff- totally different. Yep. And, and so Keegan's going to move the four, moves Connor to the three, and, you know, Connor... Uh, can't play defense as good as Wheezy. I mean, he's just not as long. Um, and, you know, again, C.J. Frederick, unsung hero, uh, glue guy, whatever you want to call it. Boy, he, he comes to play when he's healthy. Yeah. And he got it kicked on the foot. And I thought, oh, good Lord, not him uh, today, too. At least too. he went out. And he, yeah, he went out on Thursday night and then ended up coming back and playing on well, Sunday. Well, he but not missed, what, the last 18 minutes? Or he yeah. missed the whole second half, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, on, against Nebraska. On Nebraska and yeah. obviously didn't need him that much. But just a great week for the men's basketball team. Uh, get the double by number three seed in the Big Ten. Uh, pretty much, I think, locks up a two seed in the NCAA basketball tournament. I, I, I think so. and Because I, I think if you lose on, even if you lose on Friday, I think it's it's chalked up and you're, and you're in as a two seed. So I think the, if you win one game for sure, you're in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you get the semifinals for sure. But I think you're already. I think the goodwill is built up. The net. Look, Iowa's number six in the net. Ken Palm's got them number four. They're ranked number five in the AP. You finish third in this Big Ten slate. By the way, the most wins, most Big Ten wins, and, and I, as I've said all along, you gotta appreciate this as it happens. The most Big Ten wins since 1987. Ironically, since Bray Marble right, right. and group was playing. And and but clearly, I was telling uh, my buddy this morning. The enjoyment factor of this, you can't get, you can't dismiss the fact that in our lifetime, I, there there really have only been two other basketball teams that were this good all around. And Iowa's had some good teams, some very Was good it teams. The, but Horner Bruner, who lost to Northwestern State. So I, I'm not going to put them in that, but they won the Big Ten tournament championship. But I don't think they didn't. They'd only won like 12 Big Ten games. But they right? were they were a three. Obviously, the Dr. Tom team there. 87, right? Yeah, uh, that team was amazing. And then the Final Four team with Ronnie Lester. When when Lester played, Iowa was undefeated. Um, well, I think he came back for the last game of the Big Ten against Ohio State. But in in the non-conference, he was undefeated. He had gone out in that uh, Dayton game early in the year, and then, of course, in the Final Four, he went down when Iowa was tied with Louisville, and he'd scored almost all the points. Right. And Lute Olson and, and, by that way, Bobby Hansen, all those guys would tell you to this day, well, Lute, right. God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, but they would all tell you to this day, they're winning that game if Ronnie Lester continues to play, L- and they're national champions Luke probably. Lute claimed they, were, they yeah. were going to be the national champions if uh, Ronnie Lester had not gotten hurt. But uh, And I, I will say this. I think spread it out 1987. I think you could even spread it out uh, in, in that Horner-Bruner year. There might have been more talent across the board, but when you put the pieces of the puzzle together with Luca Garza being I'll the best post what. player ever at, at Iowa – and these other guys who can shoot and do what they this is this is an all around lifetime basketball team for us, one of the top three the, or four of our lifetime. The year that Chris Street got killed 
that team was pretty darn good. Uh, before he, yes, before he died, yes, yes. they were. Uh, and I remember Dick Vital saying at that at time, you know, that's a special team, a top seven, top five team, right? And they are, they were not without him. Uh, they were still very good, but you're right that that team could have been on that level as well. But the enjoyment factor of this, don't look past these 14 wins. I mean, right. I know you expected all of them as an Iowa fan. Everybody did, right? But don't look past it because it was a, it's a big deal. And so if things don't go according to Hoyle, I think they're going to have a good tournament run. I really do. Uh, I'm not doing the ha- glasses half empty thing here. This is half full but uh, um, or three-quarters full. But I'm just saying, don't don't get caught up in this. I, I got, got brand-new real- beers. They're, they're totally full. Well, I, get so, I saw people again today arguing online about... Uh, that that winning the Big Ten tournament for that 2016 with Horner and Bruner, no big deal. Yeah, dismissed it. Ah, who cares, right? They lost in the NCAA tournament. Who cares? Worthless team. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. We got to watch them win a Big Ten championship on national television, beating Michigan State. Was, beat, that, you know. was that Luke Recker or Brody Boyd? Uh, that was Indiana. Luke, Luke, Luke Recker, or Brody Boyd and, and that group beat Indiana in the finals when they went up there as the – I believe the ten seed or seven, something like that. Uh, they beat Northwestern. Maybe they were the seven seed. They beat Northwestern. That team was eighteen and four and ended up like nineteen and, and twelve because of injuries and Luke record. And they went on and beat uh, Northwestern uh, on on the opening night. They took down Ohio State as a three seed um, uh, on Friday night. Penn State. They got a lucky. Penn State had made it through. Right. They got them in semifinals. And I got in the car at 6 a.m. and drove and watched the Big Ten Championship as they beat Indiana that year, go. too. But that was another team that could have been great, but Luke Recker was hurt through most of that time. Right. Um, anyway, um, time. Uh, let's, let's do our Keegan Murray appreciation. And then we can throw in the Connor, the uh, Connor McCaffrey uh, inspirational moment at the same time, right? Okay. So it comes down to this. Did, so Keegan Murray, uh, first of all, he made the two biggest plays of the game, okay? Yes. Down 69-65, and he, he gets a rebound off of a Luca, Luca Garza miss shot with two and a half minutes to go, puts it back up and in, makes a free throw. He makes two free throws uh, with under under 20 seconds to go to keep the team ahead. And he also gets the rebound off the missed Connor McCaffrey free throw. Shocker. Right. Off the missed Connor McCaffrey free throw uh, in a tie game at 71 with under a minute to go. That was, uh, yes, no uh, question. And, uh, Andrew and I, we, we kind of did the last five minutes of the game last night when he got home. And, and we were, because uh, he's, yeah, you know, he's back to take care of the house. And, and, um, and But we were watching it and watching Keegan maneuver. On that play, he he faked in, he faked right. out, and then he got positioned. And then he kind of circled back around him. And yeah. What did you say? I, we've thought maybe he's. It was probably ten times this year. He's t- tiptoed the sidelines and the end lines and made passes, and it's just it's court awareness for a freshman that just isn't there normally. Yeah, no, and he's going to be a special player as as time goes on. There's no question about that. Um, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that Joe Toussaint's playing time that he's got here uh, with the Jack Nunji injury keeps him around. Because I think he could be really good uh, for the Hawks. Uh, I wish he'd shoot more. Um, you know, it, it feels to me, you got Toussaint out there and you have Connor out there. Well, now it's three on five. Yeah, I feel I feel like I feel like Joe needs to be, and he will be probably without Bohannon and a couple of other guys next year. He's be more comfortable taking some shots. I agree. He may not be. He's not going to shoot at the same percentage. No, but he's got He's got He's got to go ahead. If you got and, you open know. look, you got You yeah. got to shoot it. And I mean, but boy, is he good at getting deep in the lane and and either find uh, he that bounce pass he made through the lane uh, for, for a I think it was to Murray for a dunk. Um, maybe. 
That was on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. That yeah. was just that was, was like wow. Good good well, ice. And that and, that brings know. up the Connor McCaffrey uh inspirational, inspirational moment. moment. So first of all, one for seven from don't take seven three pointers, Connor. I know that Nebraska's backing off you. I know they are. Don't take them. Well Look, that wasn't that Wisconsin? No, it was one for uh, seven against it, oh. it, okay. But Man, he had some nice passes in that game. He really did. And I know he snaps them off so they look a little prettier than they really are. But he had some nice ones. And then, yeah, he went to the free throw line. I with Without Toussaint or without uh, Wieskamp and without Nunji, I don't know who you have in the, in the game at the end of the game. Normally I would say, why do you have a 50% free throw shooter in the game at the end of the game on offense when you need to score? I don't know what else you were going to do. Well, but did you notice him talking to himself, chanting to himself before he shot that free throw? Let's talk about that when you come back. Uh, he was doing something like that. He was, like, doing some sort of a rhythm thing. All right. We got a lot to talk about. Are we calling Tom? Yeah. Tom Kager so. at HawkeyeReport.com when we come back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700 the champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Welcome back to the Hawkeye Huddle fans. Uh, Dave Creighton Jr. here with Brett Ridge who's trying not to choke on a chicken wing. As we cel- as we celebrate his birthday. That's because we're not plugged in, Alan. <laughs> How old are you going to be tomorrow? Why do we have to go into that? How old are you going to be? 52. 52. Still younger than you. Always will be. Yep. Uh, we choose to think that that makes you wiser than me. Uh, no. That's the way we do that. It clearly makes <laughs> me older. Um, but uh, I don't know about that. Anyway, we're uh, happy birthday. We're glad Thank you're you. here. We're live at G-Migs. And we've got our good friend uh, Tom Caker from Hawkeye Report on the line with us. Tom, welcome back to the Hawkeye Huddle for your 1,000th time. <laughs> You guys are you guys are spring chickens. Fifty two. Come on. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't feel well, like... I'm fifty five, Tom. You didn't I just, look a day I over fifty five. I just turned you... fifty five on Sunday. All right. Well happy birthday. That was a Thank nice you. birthday present the Hawkeyes gave you and uh I have a question. Was it a little sure. dusty after the game? Uh for Luca it was and for his for family Luca? I'm sure it was. Yes. Yeah. That was a yeah. that was a neat a neat scene. Uh, he clearly didn't expect that that was going to happen, or had no understanding that that was going to happen. Um, and you know, it's just too bad there wasn't fifteen thousand fans here. I know that's the thing I, I kept coming back to um, in that game because you've got two kind of uh, let's be honest, you know, two guys that that made history in an Iowa basketball uniform. Um, no question. Luca, obviously, the scoring mark, and Jordan Bohannon with the three-point and assist mark, and um, you know, just uh, you know, you can imagine what that place would have been like uh, with Luca getting that after the game, and with uh, the senior day ceremony, and how cool that would have been, and the ovation that Jordan and Luca and Austin Ash and Michael Bear would have gotten. It was, uh, you know. Too bad, um, yeah. but uh, Gary Bart is going to said they're going to do something, and I'm sure they will to bring back uh, Jordan and to bring back Luca when we can have people there and uh, during the game sometime, and and you know that'll be great when it, there's fifteen five there and and uh, people are going crazy and and you can honor those guys after 
after their run to the Final Four this year, right? Yeah, that would be just spectacular. Yes, their run to the Final Four. <laughs> spectacular but, end. You know, and you almost wonder, I feel like people are, people are appreciating Luca Garza more. I mean, obviously, one of one of the greatest of all time, certainly for Iowa, but they're appreciating him more, Tom, because the 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 level of excellence he's had and where this program has uh, has struggled a little bit. I mean, they just have we just haven't had the elite um, the elite results over the last few years. But Luca and and Jordan, for that matter, have helped elevate this team into what Dave and I were just talking about. In our lifetimes, you can only think of a couple. They're on this level, and I think Iowa fans just appreciate that after after years of, of not maybe fully realizing the potential we thought we might be able to. Well, I think Iowa fans have also spent a lot of time worrying about the boogeyman around the corner instead of right. just enjoying the season. Uh, they're like, yep. oh, this is going to just end bad, and things, yep. bad things are going to happen, and this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and... Um, just in, I always tell people, just enjoy this, just, you know, right. just savor these seasons don't come along very often. And you, you'll sit there and you'll worry and worry and worry. Oh, they're going to do this or this, you know, Fran fade or whatever it is. And I'm just like, just enjoy. Right. Cause you don't get these seasons. You don't get players like Luca Garza. He's the, you know, Two-time consensus All-American. He's going to be the National Player of the Year, consensus player of the year in the country. It's never happened before in the University of Iowa. Right. It's historic. This is like this is like winning a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. It, it is. Oh, it, this is what we're seeing. And we're like winning yeah. a Heisman Trophy. We got the Heisman Trophy winner this year. That's yep. what this is. And it's and, um... and you're and you got a really good team. Will they get to a final four? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's all about matchups and who but, you know and who's in your bracket, et cetera. But you know, they yeah. got a puncher's chance. I'd, I'd say that's for sure. So one of the things that could uh, that can flip the scales a little bit for for Iowa, Tom, is uh, the relative health of now not only C.J. Frederick, Frederick, but uh, Joe Wieskamp, who when he first limped off the other day, I kind of saw his ankle flop a little bit. And I thought, oh, that's not as good as I. I mean, I thought I thought that's more than an ankle ankle roll. Turns out, just an ankle roll. I, I, thoughts on his injury right now? I know Fran said today, still day to day, but uh, aren't we all I, exactly? How are you feeling about him we playing Friday? Day. Yeah. <laughs> how, how does it? What does it seem like for his prospects this weekend? Um, I kind of think it's just me. Um, I. I think Joe might. If this were in a different situation, kind of thing, um, Joe's probably playing on Friday. You know what I mean, right? Um, it, but given what's ahead, given what's what's on on the docket the following week, and how and and that. Let's be honest. The Big Ten. What do you remember about the two thousand? Five six season. Well, we were just discussing that. So many people, Tom, you're hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. I saw people arguing today on your site. I, I you know, I'm, I'm watching people dismiss. I, I know people hate Steve Alford. I get it, right? He's, a, he's, a, he's. There's a number of words we can call him, but dismissing that Big Ten championship 
is silly. If you're a fan, I don't even understand why you're watching basketball if you didn't like that. But they dismiss it because that team lost in the NCAA tournament right away. And I, I get mm-hmm. what you're saying. There's a, there's a bigger goal in mind for fans right now, and it's that. You know, look at Iowa well, State. It's the, it, it's, the, it's the, monkey that, the monkey that is on the back of the University of Iowa basketball program is very simple. And that simply is the monkey that they haven't been to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament since Dr. Tom Davis was on the sidelines. That's right. right. That's right. They beat, they, That's they, it. They, yep. Dean Oliver and that group uh, with, uh, with uh, Jess Settles, they, they, they beat Arkansas. You know where I was watching that game? No. It was in Denver, was, wasn't it? Or was it, it in Arizona? It was, it was in – that was in Denver. Yeah. No, no. Game, oh, wait. Yeah. No, I thought that, of, that game was in Denver. And then they went to Arizona to play right. Utah. Yeah, and then they right? went to Arizona. Yeah. yeah. I watched yeah. that game at Billy Joe's Pitcher Show <laughs> with my buddy Kahuna and Mr. Mr. Marty Terrell and Ken Miller were, were there uh, before I had really – we did, started doing right. any of this stuff. Right. Oh, That's how long ago it was. before any of this. That's right? funny. And they were sitting over there, and I barely, I barely even talked to them much because I didn't know them as well at that point in time. Right. But anyway, uh, it's been that long. No, I think you're right. I think it's a monkey on the back, and I think fans, um, that's what they want to see. So it will be an interesting decision this week to see if Joe plays. Then you start to think about each individual game. So let's say, for kicks and giggles, you get past Wisconsin or Penn State because don't, don't sleep on Penn State on Friday night. Right. Then you get Illinois again, and now you're looking at maybe earning yourself a one seed if you can beat Illinois. Do you play Joe then? I don't, I don't think Does it can. change? Does it change this weekend as the prize gets bigger? Uh, <laughs> I don't think love so. I love it. I love it. I don't think so. And I don't I, – I think, you know, and I know people, people probably disagree with me, but I, I, I think the top four seeds are locked up. I think so too, and, and that's the other. And that's the other thing is Iowa is pretty much locked into, um, you know, where they're at the right. two line. That's probably where they're at. Whether they, well, I mean, if they went and played Wisconsin on Friday and lost, and Joe Wieskamp didn't play, that's not going to impact their seed line because no, right, Iowa's no. also beat Wisconsin twice this yeah. year. So, you know, it's it's just not going to impact things at all. No. See now, this is where I I, I get I have a radio show, so I get a complaint. This is where I I, I believe Iowa and Illinois have uh, Illinois had one really impressive game, and then they've had a nice they've had a really nice string of games. There's no question, and they're really good. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying if Iowa gets and beats them on Saturday, they will have split the season. They I, have the same record. Their net is right next to each other. I don't understand how you turn around and say, well. Because they take the Michigan game, and they, and they look at and that, that, one that game. comparative score, and yeah. Illinois beat them by 30, and Michigan well, beat us by 30. Well, Iowa beat Ohio State by 15 on the road, and they, matter. they squeaked Illinois, by them the other day. They beat them. Uh, I just am saying, I, I get it. I get it. I do. I also disagree with the fact that we should just lock this right in right away. I also, right now, I mean, if Michigan loses again, and they've lost four out of or three out of four, and you're still going to make them a one seed. Yeah, I, I yeah. no, no. Yeah, I, I no. If they lose to Michigan State twice, and uh, and have lost to Illinois, I don't here's the thing: that committee, that committee kind of, that committee kind of locks things in by Friday I, night. I, they do. I, yeah. I I know. We've seen this, haven't we? I, I agree with you. It used to not yeah. be that way. I don't think, but I think you're right. Yeah, they they used to be more uh, flexible in terms of moving them around, but now the, you know they have those conference deals. And that's the thing about the Hawks. If they're a two, I mean, you want to be in Baylor 
in Baylor's region versus being in Gonzaga's. Well, you do. It's too bad you can't be in. I mean, Baylor's playing really well right now, by the way. I've watched several times. But, yes, no, you're right. I mean, well, so obviously the top four teams are, are extraordinarily good. Yeah. In that row two, those those teams are not bad. Well, you know, so. See, it, are you going over to Indianapolis, Tom? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. So I will be there. I understand they have limited media. Are you part of the Iowa media, or are you part of a nat- like rivals? Um, Iowa, the Iowa contingent. There's really, I think, like six of us who kind of beat writers that are going. Okay. They're going to be there. That wanna, so they let us have one more than I think we we're supposed to have. So oh, all right, uh, which good. is but good. You've been there. Oh. Yeah, you've been there all year. Everybody, Emmert, Listacow, Halas. Yeah. 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 And France says they're yeah, going to they're they're going to Indiana, in, Indianapolis and they're not going to coming home until April. Uh, well, they're they're, oh, yeah. they're well, not going to the Lusitan Yeah, I yeah. joke that I should get an Airbnb for the for a month over there. There you, you, know? there you go. Say, it saves the five hour drive from the Quad Cities to Indy. Now we should prepare you, Tom. The next Tuesday when you talk to us. We will have spent a day on the beach in Cancun, <laughs> not in Indianapolis. We will. Have... Oh goodness! So, yeah. Yes. Well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a best of the Hawkeye Huddle queued up just in case things don't work out. <laughs> but you know, we're. I'm also bringing. I'm bringing my fire stick so I can watch the yeah, games. Yeah, we're gonna. Do you think we're gonna make it Friday night till nine thirty at night? No, but I'm gonna be able to record it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, at any rate. So Tom, what do you? How do you feel that the weekend goes? At least uh, the men's basketball team. Um, you know, I think that, I think they'll make it a little bit. I think they'll they'll win Friday. I, I just think Illinois is playing really well right now, um, and you know, I don't think Joe's going to play. I just don't. I think Fran's going to sit him. I think that's the. I think he. You look at the eye on the the eyes on the prize that the, that's the next week. And, right. Um, it really is. And if if he's not a hundred percent, you know, if this were a game in January where, you know, the next week he had a week off and uh, it was a regular season and it was a big game, then yeah, you'd play him. But I just I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be extra cautious with with Wheezy and um, because they want to make this run. They want they want this badly. Yeah. So. Well, um, you know, Tom, I said early in the show, if Weezy doesn't get hurt, he might have had 40. The other night, yeah. Well, so did, so did Fran, so did... Uh, oh, I didn't know Fran said uh, Luca, and so did J-Bo. They all said that after the game. He was going for 40. Oh, I, that was as good a shooting. Well, he Man, he was, he was on he fire. Was on fire. He was. Yeah. All right, we got to run, Tom. Hey, thanks again. Enjoy your. Oh, let's hopefully, let's hope it's a longer yeah, stay, get, regardless get that of the Airbnb. Place. Why not? Yeah, get it. And you just get, stay over there in Indianapolis for for get, four get weeks. Get some How's roommates. That? Sounds Delmore good. House to come out of retirement. <laughs> we will. We will call you next week. Um, and Lord Sounds willing, we'll be, we'll be. We'll, well you be. Guys uh, have, you guys have fun and. Uh, we'll have fun in Cancun. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Tom, Tom King, HawkeyeReport.com. Thanks. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yep, it'll be fun being on the air with us next week. Yeah, An all timer, my friends. It's going to be can't can't miss Hawkeye Huddle. Uh, it, it could be.
Yeah, the, uh, Jeremy will have the uh, the uh, the delay button going. I, I, I wonder. Think gonna, yeah. I wonder if you can close caption a radio show <laughs> because that might be a necessary evil. Uh, he, he makes he makes a really good point. We got a lot more stuff to talk about, by the way. Wrestling, women's basketball, baseball stuff. We'll get to the ne- in the next segment, but he makes a really good point about this. And it really is, you know, I can get mad at Iowa fans for dismissing Big Ten championship tournament championships and whatnot. But guess what? We've done it. Right. Right. But it this the NCAA, the big dance is the big dance. Well, and it, you just want to stick around another weekend, and it hasn't happened. You know, I was I was going to say this earlier. Iowa State won the Big Twelve title. It happened to them twice. Uh, once when they got the two and Hampton beat them, and then once uh, when UAB beat them. Uh, they won it a couple years ago and lost to Ohio State in the second round. I mean, yeah, they lost in the first round twice. That's what I'm yes. talking about. After winning, after the, winning that Big Twelve champion. tournament, yeah. and yeah. and I think it takes a little bit out of you. I think there's a lot of emotion, especially you know down in Kansas City in that atmosphere. Without fans, maybe it doesn't it doesn't take that much emotion out of you. It is still three games in three days. It's a lot of. A but lot you of get a hanger. You get a hang of flag. It's true. All right, we'll be back. Dive into a few more things and wrap things up on the Hawkeye Huddle on 17 under the channel. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Rich, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. G-Migs in West Des Moines. Appreciate their sponsorship all year long. And, of course, I don't know, three or four years now yeah. uh, of the Hawkeye Huddle. And, of course, our other great sponsors, Foundry Distilling Company. Uh, Lord willing, we'll have another show back there, at least to wrap up the year, if not uh, to keep going through the NCAA tournament for the Hawkeyes. AMPM uh, Plumbing. AMPM Plumbing. They do, do I need, plumbing. i got to call them about my yeah, little I, you issue think you with might my... Yeah, you might want to get that on the uh, calendar. Yeah, i got my issue with my uh, my backflow meter that cracked, so I'll get them on the, the for that. And, of course, I'm living in uh, a home that uh, Doug Stonehawker helped me build uh, or build by a year ago. Uh, when we when we sold our old home that used to be next to yours, uh, right in our old cul-de-sac. So Dun- Doug Stonehawker, Remax Concepts at DSMRealEstate.com. That's DSMRealEstate.com. Do we even have home teams in, in college basketball now? Uh, no, not really. I guess some of those small schools are playing on their home courts, um, but not. You know, they don't even do that nearly as much as they used to. Even you know, the Big South or whatever. Somebody was in Evansville. Uh, these guys are in Indianapolis. Horizon League's in Indianapolis right now. Is that at? Are they well, at the, Hinkle? The oh, are they at a, Hinkle? I think that's Hinkle, isn't it? Oh, which is will be uh, a spot for the NCAA tournament. I I, I don't know. It very well, could be um, Summit Leagues in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Are they really? Yeah, I don't know. So it's uh, it's tough to have a home team of the week. How about we just say the Iowa Hawkeyes were our home team of the week. Well, uh, uh, certainly last week um, when they were 17-point favorites, uh, I was betting against them, and they st- they made that happen. So uh, you never know. It's a good possibility. You know, give, right. give it a shot, right? Um, anyway, thanks to Doug Stonehawker and Remax Concepts. Uh, check check him out um, if you're looking to uh, list and or buy a house. Doug will really help you out. And uh, like I say, I've been a, a, a client of the family for 25 years now. And uh, DSMRealEstate.com. Um, and uh, so, breaking down a couple of other things. Women's basketball, they did finish up the regular season with a victory against Nebraska, 83-75. They go 15-8, and 11-8. They start tomorrow in the Big Ten tournament. They end up, even though they're in seventh place, I guess Ohio State must have the COVID. 
because the Hawks are the sixth seed and they play Purdue. I don't understand how this worked, and I don't see Ohio State in the bracket. Huh. So maybe I was studying it. Uh, I saw something on the TV here that Ohio State had paused football. Yes, they spring football. Spring so maybe it's uh, maybe something it's, in the athletic uh, dorm. I don't know. Um, I hope the men's basketball team isn't doing that. Yeah, that so. Uh, the Iowa women tomorrow night, 7.30, are, I believe, Iowa time on FS2, if you get that, on FS2. And that's I, where you're going to have used, to join those. I used to get that. I think I get, don't you get that on the YouTube TV? I don't know. Well, I think we do. Uh, we, get, we get it on the Fox Sports app, at least, probably. Oh, for sure. So um, that's where they'll be until the uh, championship game, uh, if they happen to make it that far. Of course, Caitlin Clark and uh, <laughs> Monica Sinano. First team, all Big Ten. Both of them, of course, Sonano leading uh, the Big Ten in field goal percentage, 64%, 64.7%. And Clark, of course, of course with the uh, 12, 30-point-plus games. And she is the freshman of the year in the Big Ten, by the way. But not on the Wooden Award list, which is just, I mean, it's one thing to not make her player of the year in the Big Ten, which is still ridiculous because she leads the conference in not only scoring but also assists. So let me just explain to you, that's two different categories. And if they say, well, you're a ball hog, no, you're distributing the ball, right? Um, so it's it's a little ridiculous in that, on that level. But what's more ridiculous is not to suggest is to suggest that she's not one of the top fifteen players in the country. No, it's it's asinine, frankly, is what it is. And I I don't know how you can have such an egregious overlook um, for that. There it is in Hinkle. Uh, they just showed him put it build and build the build the the court the court there. Um, yeah, I, I don't, it doesn't make any sense at all to me. As to how or why why they would do that, um, she's going to be national freshman of the year, um, or she better be. But the gal from UConn will be. The gal from UConn is on the is on the is on the Wooden Award list. She's one of the top fifteen players, even though, and and they're just uh, the excuse is well the, the, she doesn't play defense. Well, how the heck do you de- determine that? She's leading. I mean, she's playing in the Big Ten. This is not, and they're like, well, her team doesn't win enough. They're fifteen and eight. They're going to be a six seven seed in the NCAA tournament. Give me a break. I mean, it's it's an it's absolutely silly. The excuses here come down to this. Everybody knows UConn. Everybody knows the SEC, the ACC, and and the East Coast in women's basketball, and they don't pay attention to the Big Ten. And it's it's an oversight. And and frankly, it cheapens the Wooden Award, and it 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 actually cheapens the men's Wooden Award too. The fact that a regional bias can play so much into well, that. Could you imagine you know? if Luca and Caitlin had won it? Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't think she was going to win National Player of the Year. Right. No, but, I, didn't, I didn't either. But right. I certainly, in my Vikings released Dan Bailey, thank God. Um, <laughs> he went 15 for 22 on field, but he missed like four extra points. Anyway, um, <laughs> squirrel. Uh, um, but look, look, she she clearly has, has earned stuff. Okay, on to wrestling. The men are the Big Ten champions again. The uh, wrestlers, they win uh, with 35.5 point margin. Largest for any team in the Big Ten since 2010, which was also the Iowa Hawkeyes winning by 37. I didn't, re- I didn't realize that. Yeah. Four, uh, four uh, Big Ten champions. Of course, Spencer Lee gave up a takedown in the in, early in his uh in his championship match, and then won like twenty six to two, twenty six to three. Destroyed uh, technical fall. That's his second uh, twenty one to four. I think twenty one to four. Gets, Ironman gets back points on almost every time. It's just oh, amazing. It, it, he flips those guys and it's just, just rolls amazing. 
uh, Ironman got his first Big Ten championship, of course, joining from Missouri, where he was like, I guess that's there in the Missouri Valley somehow of wrestling. I don't understand how that works, but right, anyway. Right. They should went back to Big 12 I, for wrestling I, with Northern I, Iowa. I guess. Uh, Alex Marinelli, three-time Big Ten champion now, and, and Kemmerer. Gets his first one after finishing, uh, crawling up the ladder each year, and it was good to see him get. Uh, yeah, to that get was that. A, that was a really nice win, uh, really nice win. <laughs> Poor Cassiope. Yeah, he's, he ends he's up been, third, but he just can't beat those two other he, guys, he has right? Beat every other wrestler that he's wrestled almost in his career, with the exception of the two guys ahead of him in the mm, Big Ten, yep. and they're both. That's how it's going to go at the Nationals, probably. Well, yeah, well. he's going to yeah. run into him probably at the semis, assuming he gets there. Austin DeSanto and Caleb Young both finished second in the Big Ten. Uh, uh, Jacob Warner, uh, nice wrestle back. He kind of got stuck in the in the semifinals and ended up uh, third overall. Uh, Nelson Brands with a nice tournament, considering he he was not. I think he was a nine seed. Ended up fourth in in a couple of upsets. And then uh, you look at Mirren, Max Mirren. He went out. Uh, he got he got turned early. Gave up some points and ended up getting upset in the first round, which really hurt him. Uh, and then went out in the, in the uh, in the wrestlebacks too. Didn't even qualify for nationals, but he's been qualified today as an at-large berth. So all ten of them will be at the nationals. Uh, Iowa has uh, the nine automatics, and uh, now they got the uh, they got the extra, so they'll have all ten of them. They went twenty-eight and eight in matches <laughs> this weekend, and and, and it's awfully just, fun to that's see them back. Incredible. Now here's a question about wrestling. With the way that St. Louis oh, screwed yeah, things no. up for, for the, the Mo Valley, I, yeah, I boy, do, do you? Why do you hold the? Why do you chance? If nobody can go, I don't know how many people are going to the to the national championships of wrestling, but if nobody could go, why do you chance? Why don't you just move it immediately to Indianapolis and just get it out? Like play it in a high, wrestle it in a high school gym. Why don't they move it to Des Moines? What? Move it to Des Moines. Move it somewhere where you're not going to deal with Missouri. You know, somehow contract con- contact tracing could screw people. As this goes, I don't know. Uh, I'd move it immediately. I would have moved it immediately on Friday night after I saw what happened to Northern Iowa. Just go to who, Bel- you know. play in Belleville. So if you don't know, what, you're right. If you don't know what happened in Northern Iowa the other night, they had uh, a player that apparently tested positive for COVID, but through the uh, Mo Valley contact tracing protocols, they should have been able to play. Had plenty of players to play, but Missouri and the city of St. Louis had more strict COVID protocols than the Missouri Valley. Nobody had figured this out, and the city and state decided to not let Northern Iowa play basketball. They had to forfeit that their season was over. Of course, Drake ended up going on and, and winning their semifinal game and going to the uh, to the championship of the Mill Valley. I think Drake gets in? Yeah. Bruce, they better. Bruce doesn't think they, so. You don't really? Oh, I do. I think they get in. I, I, they're they're an emo- at this point they're an emotional story. People are not going to screw that up. I don't think so. Well, plus they're getting their what the, what's his get, name their scorer back the, you right. You get tank back. You get tank back. I think so. I, I think they're I think they're getting in. Um, Iowa uh, baseball team uh, started off the year. Uh, they went one and three this weekend against Michigan down in Round Rock, Texas. Uh, lost uh, lost two to f- four to two. Seven to nothing and eleven to four, but did get an eight to three win. Michigan, of course, the only ranked team in the Big Ten. Now they got Ohio State, uh, two with Ohio State and two with the Nebraska up in Minneapolis on uh, this weekend. So we'll see how they do with that. Uh, but they good play that them. in the dome up there. They are. Yes. Yes. Um, Even the though other, the weather is baseball weather today, seventy five degrees. I know. I'm running through all kinds of stuff. We so just to get back real quick to the Devin Marble thing today. Are we down to two minutes? Yep. All right. Here's the deal. Devin uh, Roy Marble, terrific ball player. Loved watching him in Iowa. All-time favorite. Hero of mine. 
when they went to when they honored him, he had just been accused of domestic assault and abuse. You couldn't retire his number at the time. You just couldn't do it. You can discuss it now. He wasn't a great individual off the court. You can discuss that. There's reasons for this. I'm sorry that Devin feels bad. Fran apologized today. Barta apologized today. I don't know why they apologized. They apologized for not retiring the kid's, the kid's dad's number because the kid's dad had legal issues that they didn't want to publicize at the time. That's right. it. That's all. Let's move on. I, I'm sorry. I'm, someday maybe they will, and that'll be great. Okay. Shut up. Foundry so, Distillery, last call. Foundry Distillery, last call. <laughs> Enough on that, please. So we got, well, we got a minute left. So uh, am I going first? Sure. Um, Hawks play Penn State, on, on uh, in my opinion, on um, Friday night. Wisconsin looks past them. They play Penn State. Hawks will get Penn State regardless of whether Wieskamp plays. Wieskamp won't play. They lose to Illinois, um, but not terribly on Saturday, and they head into the NCAA tournament as a two seed, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be getting them as a two seed against Grand Canyon University to start things out. Uh, really, in the tournament, yes. Coached by Thunder Dan Marley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Almost, and it's it's horrible to say this, but I agree. I think they they win on Friday. I think Illinois with Io back and without Wheezy, that that's a winner or winner for Illinois. And uh, we do get the two seed. I have no idea who. The, maybe the 15 in Drake. Liberty. Liberty. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Maybe something Liberty. like that. Uh, <laughs> well, we're getting a request. <laughs> we don't take requests. Um, we don't take phone calls. We don't take requests. Well, the 15s, at least, you know, are not playing in that first four. So right. say Drake might be a first four team, along with Michigan State and Duke. We'll see how that goes. All right. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Thanks. to Cyclone fans of Hawkeye Huddle. Uh, appreciate everybody helping us out here today, people showing up to uh, support us here at G-Mix. We'll talk to you next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ.